Thus the saga begins. G da e da e da k. 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 Hello and welcome to an extremely special edition of the G.E.E.K podcast with me, Reg. And Dan. And today we are actually just focusing mainly on the one topic and only the one topic that deserves to be spoken about, really. And this is probably the most important podcast that we're ever going to do to date. Yeah, I I think I can see why you would think that, Reg. Because it's all about the subject I love. Yeah. And something. Himself. It's all about me, Mm. my love, and my addiction. My obsession that is Shenmue. Yes, yes it is. I like Shenmue an awful lot. Like, Reg is to the point of obsession. I don't even mean to, I'm not wearing the Shenmue hoodie t-shirt. He is. Underwear. Underwear especially. We bet you've had many Shenmue related clothing uh, options over the years, haven't you? I have indeed. I'm sure we'll get to that. But But um, there's a a point for us doing this. Okay, so Shenmue was out how many years? 12 years now? 14, 14 years ago. Years ago. Um, it was followed by a, an amazing sequel, Shenmue 2, which made it onto the Dreamcast and then the Xbox, and then nothing. Just nothing Uh-oh. since. Not a sausage, apart from a couple of little cameos in some Sega racing games. Um, and over the last, I'd say, over the last year or so, more than any any time before um, it's been kind of gathering momentum in terms of uh, fans demanding a sequel or just anything any kind of a remake of the originals just something um, and it's kind of culminating this week with uh, what's called the game postmortem at the game developers conference in San Francisco mm. where Yu Suzuki and Mark Kearney who works for Sony interestingly mm-hmm. um, are going to be talking about the origins of the game and what it means to people and what may potentially be the future. Okay, now at this point it is a point we do have to put out that Yusuke and Mark Herney are friends. Yes. And he also translates for him quite often. Right. So I know I, I'm not going to be able to resist it when this postmortem hits and I will be watching it live. I'm going to be so excited just because there's that ever so slight fanboy in me that is just hoping ever so slight and, <laughs> and praying <laughs> that they will announce something but the whole idea of this postmortem is just so people can understand the actual the history what was involved in the in the making mm-hmm. of it um why it's reached such a broad audience why it's kept fans just going mental over the years trying to bring it back to life trying to get some understanding and then they they started the saga it's like having star wars like um, Star Wars, and then The Empire Strikes Back, No Return of the Jedi. They don't have mm. the finale. Yeah, it's like having The Matrix One, and then not having The Matrix Two and Three. Oh no, wait, that would be much better if they hadn't done the. That would three. be much better. Bad example. Um, yeah, I like your Star Wars example much better. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, so this is basically all we want to talk about today is is Shemu. It's just one hundred percent. Yeah. All. What the yep. what the fans love about it? Going to have some some feedback from the fans' favorite moments. We're going to be discussing our favorite moments mm-hmm. and it, what it means to us, um, and give some love and some shout outs to to the tweetathon guys mm-hmm. who run this through. Yeah. So I suppose starting off, when did you first play Shenmue? Dan? Right. Okay. This is an interesting story actually. So me and Reg 
both worked at a game shop. Um, and I was never a console guy. My only console I ever owned, really, was a Game Gear. Um, I was a PC gamer when I was little. You're um, an elitist. <laughs> no, that it wasn't. It wasn't like that then, like it is now. <laughs> it was just, you know, I, I never, you know, never had a mass system, never had a Mega Drive, anything like that. But yep, a Game Gear was what I had. Um, and then I worked at at this game shop. And then I remember just one day thinking, eh, there's all these amazing games coming out on these games consoles. I'm gonna, I'm, I've got a job. I'm gonna get myself something. I'm gonna buy my own little toy. And I was gonna buy a PS One. So they just re released the, the little mini PS1. I was like, that's what I'm going to get. Just going to sit by my TV. It'd be a nice little thing. Every now and again, I want to play some metal play. And there was a guy that I worked with at the time, a uh, Scottish guy. Can't, I forget his name. What's his name? Mark? Brilliant, Mark. Mark. Um, and he's like, no, Dan, you do not want to get a, a PlayStation 1. Wait, that was kind of Geordie. That wasn't very good. And you have to oh, my you, you, thought, you, you thought one. No, wait, wait. Um, Anyway, the, the the point was, he was like, Dan, you're a gamer. That's better. You're a gamer, and gamers need a Dreamcast. Just look at it. And I went, mm, yeah, Dreamcast. And then we got this amazing deal in. There's like five games and the console for like 200 quid or something. I was like, yeah, no, you're right. I'm going to get a Dreamcast. And I bought the Dreamcast. I got um, Crazy Taxi. I got um, Sonic Adventure. Um, and I got Jet Set Radio, I think the first games I got, uh, and I was hooked ever since. Now, this, 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 the story continues. Um, and then one day, we got the delivery, and in it, every now and again, you would get demo discs for games. <laughs> and when you got, um, you got uh, just little plastic CD jewel cases, there was a white disc in there, the Sega logo on, it was something from Sega for the Dreamcast, a demo, uh, like a a play a full playable demo or it was a full game and this one came in one disc and it said Shenmue on it and I was like ooh I've read good things about this this is interesting and we went out immediately me and the boss and we put it in the Dreamcast pod and we put it on and it was the entire first disc Shenmue oh. this was about a month or two before the game was actually getting released nice. um, we played and we were like oh, this, is just, this is amazing this is just amazing I can go anywhere I can do anything this is just amazing and there was this one guy he was a really regular customer, um, and he came in because he heard that we got it, and he come in especially because he was dead excited for it. And our boss decided to give him the disc. What? Yeah, I know. I was devastated just because he was such a nice customer. Um, but that was my first intro. And then I think I can't remember whether you were working there at the time. You weren't working with us when Shemu One came out, were you? No, I didn't work. Ex I first joined you with work experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I came in, I had a Dreamcast because mm -hmm. my brother won one. Um, That's right. In some competition he'd done in work, and I was I was psyched up for for Shenmue because I've been reading all about it, um, which I'll go into in a bit. And I came in, and Mark literally his first thing when he he spoke to me um, was he was like, "Have you played Shenmue?" Well, basically, <laughs> he he turned around, and I was I was getting a box out of the back uh, to to bring in and. As I was bringing in, I was like looking at some of the games, like, oh, I need to pick that one up later. And he was like, no, you're playing through Shenmue. And I was like, I've got Shenmue. And it's really got him quite towards the end, which is why I want to pick up another game for Eddie. And he was like, no, go back and play it again. And I was like, well, he's like, it's amazing. And I was like, 
it is really, really good. And then we started talking about Shenmue, and the only thing he would ever talk to me about in that workplace <laughs> was Shenmue, as though like I wasn't good enough to speak about anything else. It was only his addiction of Shenmue which which got me talking. Yeah, and that's obviously when Wonderful. I suppose you come in because I wasn't, like you said, working properly. But right, it was one right. of the first things that we we discussed as mates, which brought mm-hmm. us a little bit closer as well. Which is the nice oh. thing about Shenmue. Yeah, bringing people together, and now ten years later, more than that. Wow. That was a long time ago. See, I remember at the time, because I was, what, 16, I think, at the time when that came out. And I was literally, I was working um, in a really, really shoddy like music and game shop. Yeah, uh, that's right. On the Oaks, which was horrendous. Um, and the money was awful. It was like below minimum wage. And I basically managed to, to save it up to get Shenmue. Um, and I was, I was so excited. I literally went across uh, to the side of the park where I bought... Shemmy from you guys, um, and then I never turned up for for school or sixth form the next day because um, I was playing that, and I never went into work um, because <laughs> I was playing that. Worth it. It was it was well and truly worth it, and it was. Just and one to be fair, you got a job in the game, so you, at least you felt that that was the one nice thing I knew. I, as soon, well, that took about a year, didn't it? Because I wasn't allowed <laughs> to be employed until this year, just turned like eighteen. Yeah, officially. Um, and then obviously I was allowed to come in. Um, but it was just, it was one of those things, because I worked with you guys um, when I was 18 and when Shenmue 2 came out, and then there were some altercations, um, and being away from the store for a bit, um, and I was literally sat at home, and there was, I was, at the time, I was extremely, like, depressed uh, with what was going on, and the only thing I literally had to do was sit at home and play Shenmue and play Shenmue 2, and that's exactly what mm. I did. I spent days on end just forgetting about all my cares and anything I had in my head because I got so brought in yeah. to the universe again uh, with, with, with the Shenmue series. It was just one of those games that you could put on. If you didn't fancy wanting to actually go around and just really get brought into the story, why not just go play a few games of Lucky Hit? Mm-hmm. Why not just visit the arcade, play like Space Harrier, Afterburner, Super exactly. Hang-On? You know, there, there, was, there was so much you could do inside that game. I remember just being blown away by the fact it was on, like, four discs. Yeah. And seeing this big car box, I'm like, what is that? It was just... Amazing. It was super... I mean, even the, the box art just Cardboard captured sleeve, straight yeah, away lovely. is is amazing. And the fact that it was one of the, the few games on the Dreamcast as well where you could actually use the passport disc um, for the internet so you could connect to the internet. Of course. Um, and you could, like, upload your high scores... Um, and you, there's little tidbits you could do with with the actual game itself, where it hasn't really been used that much more with the Dreamcast, apart from like Fan- Fancy Star Online. You had a few other titles which you could online and stuff with, but you didn't have Planet Ring. Yeah, you didn't have like a lot that World you could Party. do with that. That um, was about my limit of what I played online on Dreamcast. But yeah, yeah. World of Party was brilliant, <laughs> but that's <laughs> not Shemu. No. Um, but the one thing I was really hoping for. But was I bet your worms were named after Shemu characters. <laughs> I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> it's not that everything in my, my handle for Nadoff, what 99.9% of anything I play is always Reg Hazuki. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love it. I mean, it, even you probably would see from my um, my last couple of posts I put up on our Geek page. Yes. Um, I've been playing South Park Stick of Truth. Mm-hmm. I managed to create Rio Azuki like straight away. I was like, "That's amazing!" Literally took a second. It was as though it was he was meant to be in there. Um, superb. I've spent the past God knows how long, like the weeks coming up to actually get him in uh, Rio uh, 
Sega All-Star Racing. Mm-hmm. Put them in that. But literally, like, any wrestling game, fighting game, where anything you can name a character in, like my WoW character, um, my Final Fantasy fourteen character, like, they're all literally Red Shizuki, or it'll be an affiliation yeah. of, if it's a female character, it'll be like Nozomi or Joy, or <laughs> it'll be it'll be someone that's associated with, with Shenmue. Um, I'm absolutely... Well, I wouldn't say obsessed, but mm. just the first thing that pops into my head is when I name a character. It's like, oh, right, it's got to be something Azuki. Now, although Shenmue's got this amazing cult following, like it never really took off in the way of like you know merchandising and stuff. Like the the T-shirt and the hoodie you're wearing is one of the rare things I've ever seen. But that only forced us to get creative, yes. and I reckon your birthday presents for about three or four years generally involved Shenmue. Homemade Shenmue stuff and have over the years as well. Um, I, I made well when, in fact, we had a we had a book. We had the um, there was a page that would come through on our delivery every every few weeks with here's the new uh, items that are available for pre-order. Yeah. Um, and one week, Shenmue three showed up on that list. Wait, what? Go on. One four six three eight seven. <laughs> that's it. That's actually it. Pre-order code. For there was a code we had to put in, <laughs> and Reg pretty much every day would pre-order about twelve copies of it. Our shop had a good <laughs> like seven hundred copies of that game pre-ordered, and every time we answered the phone, we'd have to introduce ourselves, the shop, and then say, you know, where you can buy the PlayStation One, or you can pre-order Final Fantasy Eight, whatever. Um, every time with Reg, it was where you can pre-order Shenmue Three. I remember when I, I came in and uh, I literally into that shop and Dan's like, you're yeah. going to love this. The thing like, is, what? I'm pretty sure our boss got in touch with someone at head office and said, just put that on the list, please. Please, just put it on the list. <laughs> I was so excited I came in and Dan's like, you'll certain, never guess what you is on certain this. it was going to exist. Yeah, adamant, mm-hmm. absolutely adamant. And, and I was for yeah. ages. But the thing, the most important thing I loved about working in that game shop for... Um, for Shemu related stuff was when it came out on the Xbox on the first Xbox yeah. Shemu 2X. 2X yeah. and I literally I hauled it out to everybody who would be willing to entertain the amount of consoles I sold just for the sake of I would not shut up <laughs> about Shemu 2X yeah. was unbelievable and then the moment someone tried to trade it in and I'd stand there and be like can I trade that and I'd be like nope <laughs> and I would stand there just point blank refuse to do it to the stage where I'd have to move to somebody else and I'd be like if you put that through mate we're, We're gone. <laughs> You're dead to me. And he'd be like, well, I have yeah. to. He's like, you don't have to do anything. And then I got to the stage where I was the key holder, and I was like, right, okay, then. We're, we're just going to sort this out. And I would still try and do it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I didn't speak to one of our colleagues for, like, a month. Mm. And he was a really good mate of ours as well, Rich, because he, he bought it. He completely was like, right, I've done it, now I'm going to trade it. And I was like, no, 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 you re-go through it again. Have you got this yet? Like, no. Have you got all the comic strips yet? No. Yeah. Take it back. And then he trade traded it in with one of the girls. Off. <laughs> yep. And then the girl texts me going, I apologise, but I've traded it in. And I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and that was it. And I just didn't speak to him for ages over it. Mm. It got quite obsessive, really. Yeah, about well, it. I made you a T-shirt that our boss let you wear. Yes. That had, it had the Shenmue 2 kind of box art on the back, didn't it? But uh, with our company's colours. Yeah, yeah, and then it had on the front, it was, uh, you know, the, the saga continued, to the, full, the full intro speech. Um, and then you got... The key holder job, and that meant you had to wear shirts and ties. So I got ties printed, one with uh, with Rio on. Is the other one Landy? The other one was Landy. Yeah, uh, I've made. Yeah, I made you um, the Shenmue cake. 
Yeah, Shenmue Cake, cake. the Phoenix Mirror Cake. Um, That was amazing. With a fruit pastel as the jewel. My favourite one was I got a forklift truck racing game. Racing game. (laughs) That I Um, branded with Shenmue. Which Dan branded with Shenmue (laughs) stuff on it. And it was amazing. It was so much fun. The game was awful, apart from the fact that... It was remote control. (laughs) Forklift trucks. All that matters. But it was just... It's a Shenmue-related thing to me, Mm -hmm. so it was the best thing in the world that I had for such a long time. Um, but Racing I around even, warehouse number eight. I even got to the stage where I even managed to convince one of our colleagues, who was Jehovah's Witness, to buy me a Christmas present. Yeah. Um, and I got a Shenhua phone strap um, for it, like an official Shenhua phone strap mm-hmm. from Japan. Um, it's still un- unwrapped to this day. For some reason, I brought it with me today. I don't know why. Oh. Um, just for, you know, but, yeah, moral support. It just proves that everyone, even that wasn't fully sold on the idea. Yeah. Knew how much it means to to fans that he was so I'll go against my, my entire religion just to get you. <laughs> yeah. And he was adamant. He yeah. was the sort of guy that snapped eagle CDs and stuff because it had like, you know, demonic <laughs> things inside it and yet mm. he bought me a present, a Christmas That's present. That's right. He took part in Secret Santa. Yeah. It yeah. Was, it was very But very um, the o- I think the only bit of merchandise that you've not managed to get a hold of yet is the uh the statue. The first for figures. The first for figures statue, which is amazing, especially the special edition one where he's standing on the mirror. It wasn't through yeah. lack of trying, but trying to convince uh, the girlfriend that we're trying to like we were trying to buy a house, <laughs> and I was like, "No, I need that two hundred quid to to buy a figure." Like, no, we don't. And now we bought the house. I was like, I can get it now. It's like, go in the decorating that, budget. You need that two hundred pound now to decorate, buy gas and electricity. And I was like, "No, no, we don't need any of that." Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm adamant. One day I will get it. I need that figure in mm-hmm. my life. I've got as much as I can everything else. I even got to the stage where I was bidding on a phone card, a Japanese phone card, Shenmue one, that had been used, and I got up to about 80 quid, and I thought, right, this is getting ridiculous, <laughs> now it's just a card. Um, but I need it. But it just, it was one of those things that just, no matter what it is, that's well, Shenmue associated, that's just I it. just need it. That's what it breeds. The, the, like, the fact that people have been starved of stuff, fans have just got even more rabid. Yeah. I think that's what it is, and it just it's accumulated to a stage now where there's even a, like there's a, a petition that goes on each month or a, com- a campaign, yeah. uh, what we like to call it. So there's two types of people who'll be listening to this. One, um, people who are involved in this already, people who are Shenmue fans, and they found this because of that. And the people who listen to our podcast every week, and pretty much already know because Reg every month goes on and on and on about the tweetathon. Hashtag save Shenmue. Yes, which <laughs> so. is uh, run by Team U. Yeah. Um, and they have very kindly took some of their time mm-hmm. out to answer a few questions. Yeah, because we approached them, um, as you probably would have seen on our on our page and things. We've approached mm-hmm. them and just basically said, "Can we ask you a few questions? Uh, figure out some stuff." And yeah, at the end of the day, they seem to be at the forefront of um, of the the you know the movement to try and get something done about a remake or a a sequel Mm. so I'm going to post these up on our page um, just slightly after the Mm -hmm. post-mortem so it's probably going to be well just maybe before or just after it's going to go up on Wednesday or Thursday Mm -hmm. Um, the full interview but I'm just going to run through one one of the main questions Um, so basically we opened it up with what is the campaign so basically for folks who are blissfully unaware of the Save Shenmue campaign would it be possible for you to clarify what this is actually about um, so they've replied back with, The campaign aims to shine a public spotlight on Sega's refusal to give fans what was promised, 
which is the conclusion to an unfinished masterpiece. For over a decade, the company has ignored direct communication in way of emails, letters, and even toy capsules sent to their headquarters in Japan. <laughs> but when their customers take to the social media and broadcast their complaints to the world, not just not just once, but every month like clockwork, it's not easy to sweep Shenmue and its fan base under the rug. We are asking gamers to band together to hashtag save Shenmue from obscurity that Sega would let it slide into and appeal to its investors like, Se uh, like Sony to step in and hashtag save Shenmue future. We've listed several ways people can possibly do this on our website, which is team you, team yu yeah. Yu Suzuki, yeah, yu. Um So basically, yeah, every month on the, uh, on the third of each month, what they do is all you got to do is literally on your Twitter account, do a little speech, hashtag save Shenmue. It could be like, please, Sega, for the love of God, Hashtag save, uh, save Shenmue. Or it could just be like, please, I've been waiting like 12 years for this to come out. Please, Sega. Just anything at all that just says, can you please let us have this. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you do like Team U on Twitter, it, your account probably may feel like it's about to break. But just, it won't. Just for one day. Just put it's, up with it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just retweets continuously yeah. throughout the day. But it's something I love. But it just proves as well that there's so many fans out there. So many fans out there that really need this to happen mm -hmm. not want need this to happen like they said it it was promised to us we would have this trilogy this trilogy hasn't taken effect no and it's not just like a half-life type situation here <laughs> full-on here yeah it might be it might have kind of for some people turned into as much a joke as, as you know when's half-life 3 coming or half-life 3 has been announced yeah but to to those who care it's far from a joke although a perfect example of um the power of the fans was um, on Facebook today, uh, about seven hours ago. Official PlayStation Magazine UK. Okay, they've got three hundred four thousand likes. So a good percentage of those will have seen this post on their on their walls. And it says, "Quick Sunday poll: Which game or series would you most like to see revealed for PS4 at this summer's E3?" Right. So the percentage of those people who are Shenmue fans. I, it's probably quite small. Yeah. You know, a couple of percent, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, you go down the list. Okay, um, so from the top, Shenmue. Shenmue 3, Shenmue 3, Shenmue 3, Shenmue. Shenmue 1 and 2 HD, Shenmue Passport, Shenmue Lost Chapter, Shenmue 3, Shenmue 4, 5 and 6, Shenmue 3, Shenmue 3, Shenmue, Shenmue 3, Shenmue, Shenmue, Shenmue 3, Shenmue 3, Shenmue 3, Shenmue HD, Shenmue 3, Shenmue 3, Shenmue 3, Shenmue, Shenmue, Shenmue HD, Shenmue, 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 Shenmue 1 and 2, Shenmue 3, Shenmue 3, right, and we've probably got another 9 or 10 Shenmues then until we hit Fallout 5. <laughs> Which is so, amazing. <laughs> it's the, they're all individual as, as well. They're not people just reposting. It's ridiculous. That it, that's got to say something. I mean, it got happens. To. Yeah, it happens on near of any poll where they let the public go yeah. into that could be game related. It will always Shenmue always makes an appearance in yeah. there, or Rio is like a character. Um, but yeah, Shenmue does mean a lot to yeah. people. And they well, really look at um, Sonic and Sega All-Star Racing Transformed. Yes. So Rio was a character straight from the get-go with the original uh, Sega yes, All-Star Racing. And then he was missing from this from the second one, even though he was by far the most popular character. And that was you know, highlighted by the fact that pretty much anyone who was top of the rankings all used Rio. You can see how many, you know, how many people are actually using him. Um... 
and then they, they did a poll, didn't they? Who would be your ideal character to see? And Rio topped that, yeah, like from, from day one, like easily. smashed that. And fair enough. Eventually, they went, okay, let's bring him in. They they were going to do that all along. They they had to. It was just a way of selling more copies, in it. Yeah. And like you say, we both bought that game. Now I've got it on iOS. You've got it on Android, just so we could unlock Rio. Mm-hmm. And it's a blooming chore to unlock him as well. Yeah. It takes four weeks, doesn't it? it four was weeks so of, worth of, it, of, uh, of playing that game until you can unlock him. Because I finally did it, and Ash was like, "You know what? I don't think I've seen what what you're doing there." Because you've got the biggest grin on your face mm-hmm. that I haven't seen for years. And I was like, "I've just unlocked Rio." And she's yeah. like, "Oh, for fuck's And sake. the thing is, he's amazing. He's wow. actually amazing as well. He is a worthy yeah. addition he's, again. He's uh he's if if you haven't seen it he uh he sits in arcade cabinets so when you're a car you're in um outrun, outrun. when you're a plane you're afterburner and when you're on water um what is it on super, water uh, super hang on super hang on yeah which are all playable arcade games exactly in the Shenmue series exactly which is a nice little throwback as well but it's just I mean it just it brings up so much fun I mean for people who haven't actually got round yet to to play in Shenmue. And a, a bit confused to what Shenmue really is. Shenmue is an adventure slash RPG game, like role playing game. Mm-hmm. Um, you go, schoolboy Ryo Izuki, who on one fateful night is on his return trip home uh, to find his dad basically being attacked over a mirror. Um, his father gets killed by the guy called Landy for this mirror, and then you go on a revenge quest. Um, but it's not. Like you might imagine, where you'd go around seeking vengeance, like slaughter and everything. Nope. It's a really nice, thoroughly done-out story. Um, it's phenomenal. It's a completely open-ended world, like sandbox-type game. Um, but you can go around, interact with absolutely everybody that's walking the streets. You can go. Everyone's into, different. Yeah, you Everyone's can go into shops. You can voices. play mini games. You can buy drinks out of vending machines, buy toy capsules from the toy capsule machine, start the mm-hmm. collections going through. You can even use the telephone and just phone random people. Uh, you can phone like the fire, the ambulance, the weather forecast. You can do, uh, speaking of the weather forecast, well, so the one thing I really love is they actually use the official weather report from back in the day to actually put in the game as well, which is just yeah. phenomenal. The amount of time and effort that they actually put in to those games it, it's understandable why it was the most expensive game that was ever made at the time, for its yeah. time. Um, it was superb and obviously number two sort of beat that um, but then it's just a shame that it just sort of paled away then um, it's, it's such an unfortunate case I mean they've, they've tried Shenmue Online um, they had that like near enough ready, always forget about that. ready to completion and then it just disappeared did it really? Yeah, it was because the, the, the trailer showed, like, for it playable like, yeah. footage and stuff, and it it looked like it was going to take some time to get into, but it could have been really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be fair, we probably would still be playing it now if it was out because it was Shenmue. Yeah. Um, and then they done the mobile game of the Shenmue cities, uh, mm. which didn't last that long either. Um, but it was just little tidbits to try and keep the dream alive, I suppose, trying and get some more funding towards it. Um, I mean, it's one of the days, one of the things they should really get into is kickstarting. I know they need the permission stuff, but if the that's the only reason they're well, scared. Well, that's why the Shemu Tweetathon was originally give you the Shemu license because it was just like, look, if anyone wants to do it, give it to the guy who created it. Yeah, and would love to do a third one. Yep, but Blumen Sega. 
But I mean, again, it started off life. It wasn't even Shenmue originally, was it? It was a Virtua Fighter. Yeah, um, RPG. RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Saturn. For the, yeah, for the Sega Saturn. Project Berkeley. Mm. Uh, and again, when you complete Shenmue, you actually do get, um, after credits, you get a little mini video and you can see what it was originally going to be like. Yeah. Um, when it came out and it looks so bizarre on Saturn. So, so bizarre. There's lots of cool little things like that that they did. Like, um, there's a, if you go on eBay and search for what's Shenmue, like what is what's Shenmue, uh, you'll find, um, people selling, uh, it was a, a disc you could buy for the Dreamcast. That essentially, the, the game was supposed to come out on a certain date and everyone who pre-ordered it, um, as a way of an apology for a, d- a delay of, of a, a couple of months, got, um, this, what Shenmue disc and it's basically a really really cut down version of the game so you just get the the kind of the streets near Rio's home you've got to find basically one of the programmers um so you're going around just talking to people and asking them you know um where where this guy is and eventually you find the building you go in black car yeah not quite that but then you go into his office and he's sitting there at the computer programming Shenmue and that's (laughs) the end of it apparently it's only about half an hour's worth of game but um things like that you know cool little Little nice little things they made for it, and even it's a Saturn version, wasn't that? Um, that had half of Shenmue 2 in as well, didn't it? Yeah, so it's huge. I mean, again, I mean, there, there was rumors of going around, weren't there, as well? That basically, when you were saying before about the on that Facebook poll, yeah, uh, Shenmue Lost Chapters, mm. that originally people thought it was going to be Shenmue 3, was going to be Shenmue 1 and 2, and Lost Chapters was going to be the third part, right? Uh, for it and keep it going through because it was originally like Shenmue was mm. chapters 1, 2, and 3. Or one and two, and then Shenmue two was going to be going up further, and then they decided to rechange it around and yeah. move along. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was just there was so much inside that game. I'm trying to think of like there's so many iconic moments to me. Um, but I think the most Go over on. yeah favorite moment. Okay, well I've got I've got a couple that are really I'm struggling to to go. You got the fight with Chai. In the arcade, in the arcade, yeah, which was unbelievable. It was being really so difficult, hard. <laughs> the first so time so I did hard, it. but so much fun. Um, again, fought the truck racing, mm. um, going around the docks it was brilliant. Um, the seventy-man uh, battle, <laughs> yeah. and you're going through, which again, I don't know how people can like. I've been going through, and people forget that that's in there. When that was probably one of the most sort of out of character type moments in Shenmue. It was unbelievable, but I think my favourite moment was probably the bar fight, the QTE bar fight. Mm. Uh, the first proper one you do, when that's when you realise that QTEs are going to play a huge part, and you can't just sit down and watch a cutscene. Yeah, true. they always just catch you've got to be ready, and and you're literally there fighting for it. Um, yeah, it's just it's superb. Um, but I think that's probably my favourite moment in Shenmue One, apart from the mm. amazing English dubbing. Um, the voice acting skills in Shenmue probably what might put a few people off. It's one of the highlights, though. But it is—it's it's wonderful, it's brilliant. The voice acting in it mm. is is phenomenal. When you when you play Shenmue One, uh, how often do you manage to make the pool shot? I've only managed to do it a couple of times <laughs> now. I wouldn't say I wouldn't be able to say it's a no. I'm not sure I've ever done it. Times I think no, without saving it and going back, but not you know playing it properly and going. And, just doing it. I think it's only literally the amount of times to complete it, I think it's only four or five <laughs> I've actually managed to do it. Yeah. It's so hard, but the pool shot is obviously when you're trying to get some information about the from sailors. The sailors yeah. <laughs> Looking for some sailors. Yeah. That's got to be one of the defining quotes from the series, though. Yes. I love that. Looking it's for some brilliant. sailors. It, I mean, that's even managed to get 
out of Shenmue now where it's gone like the Mega 64 um, have done like a parody video. <laughs> that's right, that's all it is. It's it's a guy walking around in the jacket going, I'm looking for some sailors. Yeah, but it's brilliant and the amount of love that that got mm-hmm. is insane and it still brings up now if you put in like Shenmue on in YouTube, it's one of the first few videos that will appear. Um, it's just so good. It's so good, but it just proves that it's hit that cult status now as well where people are well aware of it and they do like to do other videos associated with it, mm-hmm. which is quite quite rare for games, which obviously the big, huge companies class as failures or, or flops, uh, which is unfortunately what Sega class Shemi was, which is unfortunate. That's sure. the only thing holding it back, but that's what Kickstarter's for. Indeed. Yeah. Um, we put a, a shout-out on Twitter and on Facebook and on Reddit and anywhere that people might see it to ask what fans' favourite moments were. Um, and we got a couple of replies, so... Let's see if you agree, Reg. So, the guy on Reddit, Mr. Sadolf. Nice. Mm. I, like his I thought you'd like that. Uh, it's been a while since I played, but I distinctly remember wanting time to move slower. I always felt like there was never enough time to do what I wanted, and that's the beauty of Shenmue, I guess. Yeah, true. So, now, that's true, but it, again, it happens in, in obviously in real life. I love time to just slow down so I could play more. But also, <laughs> in, the, in the actual game itself. Mm. Because obviously you got your home time because you literally you You've are a school go kid. Home. You've yep. got to go home when it hits dark because obviously your mum's worried about you. Now mm-hmm. you don't have your father there anymore, um, so you got your bed your home time of eight o'clock, I think it was. Was it eight or ten? I can't remember. I don't um, think. And you, you literally you you watch your golf no matter what you're doing, mm. um, unless you're literally in an arcade, um, and then once your goes ended, it'll bring you out, and then you'll look at your watch. You go, oh, Innisan will be really worried right now. Yeah. I should go home. And then you're literally forced to go home, sleep, and then start the and next wake day up. again. So, so it does go dark, and it does go light again in the morning. And this was for in, in the um, the interview with the um, Save Shenmue guys. I didn't realise this bit, but they said apparently there is a glitch that you can exploit where you don't go to bed, and you can actually wake up, you can actually come out pitch black um, and sit and wait and watch the sunrise. Yeah. But that is literally a glitch. The sun... Rise was never meant to be seen, yet you actually get to see the sunrise. So it's like, why did they program that into it? Just yeah, that's just because that's their favorite their favorite memory. Yeah, uh, for Team U is while it wasn't the first, Shenmue is part partly credited for popularizing the use of day slash night cycles in video <laughs> games. Every night the sun would set, and Rio would have to soon return home before, to bed uh, before waking the next morning in full daylight. Because of this pattern, by playing the game as intended, you would never be outside at the crack of dawn. You went to bed in darkness and you woke up in daylight, but by exploiting a glitch at one point in the story, you could stay out all night and witness the sunrise that you were never meant to see. They didn't have to go to the effort of programming an actual sunrise at all, but they did it. Why? Because Shenmue. That's why. (laughs) I like it. That should be the answer for everything. (laughs) Because Shenmue. (laughs) Yeah. You used you, Reds used to have an answer for everything, which was because you touch yourself at night. But that is now changed to because Shenmue, that's why. Yeah, I like pretty it. much. Um, we got the the Hazuki Legacy on Twitter at uh, Moon Um My fave Shenmue moment was Disc Four Shenmue Two: Guilin Mountains, Lakes and Forests. That moment should go down in video game history. Well, that I agree. The drowning plumbing sheep or goat or whatever it was. <laughs> Just, I don't know. After you've you've spent the entire like first three quarters, probably more of the game, in 
in these really bustling cities, really busy cities, and then you know running after people, fighting all over the place, and then you've just got the final what hour or two of the game, you're just walking, a few quick time events, but you're just walking through the countryside with Shenhua. And that's just, it is just beautiful. It's it just is. so, it's just, you know, it you really amazing. finally feel like the story's progressing to where it should. Cause especially when you think, you, you meet Shen Hu in the, well, you don't meet her. She's in the cutscene at the beginning of the first one. Yep. The intro. Um, and that's it. That's all you see of her. Like, who is she? What significance has she got? And then finally you find out. Mm. I do need, I need to replay too. I need to get to that again. I want to, I want to experience it again. It was just it was one of those because again, like you said, like Shemu one and two, you're literally in cities or in towns mm. all the time, and then you literally just swap over and you're in that forest, and it just it Beautiful. completely took your breath away the first time yeah. you played it. It was just like, wow, they can do this, and just the vegetation, everything inside it was just phenomenal. Mm. It was such an an amazing landmark moment, superb. All right, Greg Stewart on Twitter, Greg Double O Seven. Memorable moment for him was when Ren of Heavens is introduced in Shenmue 2. Oh. Right, favourite character, favourite supporting character. Well, you see, Ren probably was my favourite supporting character, um, just mainly because he's the cheeky chappy. Um, I love him because obviously he starts off as as the bad guy, yeah. the the sort of the you leader. Think so, don't you? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he you end up working alongside him, and he's trying to help you out because he obviously. Even though he's well renowned for the sort of the, the pet, petty theft around Hong Kong um, sort of area, he, he's basically in it for the fame and fortune. Really, that's what he wants, and he's maybe hoping that you can sort of he can help mm. you out and he can obtain that and achieve that. Yeah. Um, but it's just his whole persona and his whole like suave cockiness about it all. He, I love him to pieces. I think he's really, really good. Um, I love fuck your son as well. <laughs> Fuxan. Fuxan. Wow. Um, he's, he's great. Um, at the moment as well when you realize, he realises that you need the money and he smashes yeah. his piggy bank. Um, <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, it's and adorable. You, you know that he's basically staying at home to help look after mm-hmm. your mum and the dojo still in the memory. And uh, he was just, yeah. for me, he was great. Um, Tom. Yo, Rio! <laughs> You should come to America. He's amazing. He's awesome. I love Tom. But again, there's there's so many characters. There's characters like that where you know they are that they, they serve a purpose in the game. But then there's loads of little characters that you remember that you you know just incidental characters you bump into and you talk to, and you yeah. don't need to. You could easily pass them by, like the woman in the panda t-shirt <laughs> in the uh, down on the docks in Pigeon Park, things like that. Loads of little characters. Yeah, there's there's so many so many characters altogether. I mean the the one that I I really wanted more from, and you could tell that she wanted more, but Rio was just being perfectly Rio, Nozomi. Yeah. Um, which photo did you choose, by the way, when they took the photo? Did you take the one when you're you're holding her, or the one when you're not? Um, I'm pretty sure I took the one where I was holding her, and then was like, "Dang it! Of course I should let her have that." Yeah. <laughs> she was so sad. That's the. And I think I re I went back to my last save point and redid it. <laughs> did you? Oh, <laughs> definitely done both. Yeah. And what did you name the cat? The I kitten. named the cat Mimi. 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 Amazing. And that's what I named the cat. So anyway, yeah. Um, I've so, got another one. All oh, right, okay. 
happen to yours we'll, in a minute. But yeah, we'll get on to yours in a minute. Um, and the, the, we've got Udi Kumra, uh, Kung Fu 76 on Twitter. Uh, my favourite memory is when Rio learned Kung Fu from the old man and the tree broke. Which Reg's favourite thing in anything ever seems to be... Iron Palm! Iron Palm, <laughs> which is that. Iron Palm is probably the greatest move in anything <laughs> yes. ever. Um, it's just, it's so good. Um, yeah. It's just, it's one of those those moves where I used it frequently. It was the main move that... You I spam that move, yeah, basically. <laughs> I, I did spam it. Um, like way beyond belief. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was so much fun to use. And I love the fact that when you first learn it, you hit the tree once and he goes, right, I'll give you the information you need when you cover the ground with leaves. Mm-hmm. So you literally, you're, you're basically learning the over control. And over and over. Uh, in fact, you know what? Another one of my favourite memories is catching the leaf. Yeah. Because that was so hard. Mm-hmm. But then when you actually manage to do it, you And fe- how many times like in real life do you see leaves falling off trees and you you do it? You try when I, I do do it quite a lot. I've I've genuinely done quite, that at least a couple a of times in my life. I can't yeah. do it. <laughs> but I'm not like a, a kung fu master. I'm not a master of the four wudu. Or however they pronounce it, I forget. Yeah, the four wood. <laughs> wood, <laughs> yeah. Right, okay, go on. You had yeah, something so go on. Anyway, so, um, so your favourite moment in Shemu? Mine? See, I probably would have said the uh, the chai fight. I just love chai. I love chai's voice. In fact, that was something I forgot. I the made card. you a card as well. A card where I record this child's voice <laughs> saying that Landy Zama wishes you a happy birthday. You did indeed. Landy Zama wishes you a happy birthday. You used on Shimmy <clears throat> 2X, you got comic strip side story. This Shimmy yeah. side story. Yeah. And it was the boat part. That's right. Um, for when you save the girl on the boat. And the, yeah, the, the little side story is you. sneaks onto the boat and yeah, kidnaps the little girl. Yeah, so Dan photoshopped my face onto that girl's body. Um, <laughs> and that was the... the, the she was oh, just brilliant. I hope you still got that I somewhere. Do. But I, I bet I the have... song doesn't work anymore. Yeah, it does. No way. Yeah. Oh, I need to need to hear it. It does indeed. <laughs> um, I've got both the cards. I've also got the Shenmue 3 card. Maybe oh, as well. I made the fake box just yeah. to yeah, make you feel bad. <laughs> just to make you feel bad. Um, but mm. yeah, I had that. In that that place. and I, I love the whole... I don't know, I love... When you go to um, to Kowloon in Shenmue 2, just the scale of that city, it's just huge, like nearly every building you can go into, um, you know, and like the, the, the whole bit in the Yellowhead building, when you finally make it to the top, the, the, the moment with the helicopter, oh, it's amazing. I know that's more than a moment, that's like an entire like, <laughs> hour and a half of the game, but it's just wonderful. It is, mm. it is superb. Okay, however, though, um, Nozomi or Joy? Your favourite characters? No, no, no. I'm asking if you had oh, the choice. If I had the choice. <laughs> it's Nozomi, yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't think I could handle Joy. <laughs> She's probably run <laughs> you over. <laughs> Generally yeah. don't. Um, okay, but what is your favourite... Um, well, who's your favourite side character? Um, I think... I think... Tom from um, from the first game. Uh, second game, I can't remember her name, but the um, the 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 girl who follows you around like a little lost puppy, Fang Mei. Fang Mei, yeah. And especially, I love and the thing when when those two games were out, it was before 
okay, during the age of the internet, but before the internet was like, you could just go on and just go onto YouTube and watch an entire section of a game, or you could find exactly what you need to do. There's that, um, the side story that you've got to get everything exactly right when you meet her on a birthday. Yeah. That, that sort of stuff, like that, and, and even to get the duck racing, the, the loops you had to, to, the hoops you had to jump through. Brilliant. Love that sort of stuff. Yeah, so good. And yeah. your favourite quote? I like, um, like, don't you know blackmail is way uncool? Goro, yeah. Yeah. That, I think that has to be probably the, one of the most memorable quotes mm-hmm. ever, along with, don't you know milk's perfect for a schoolboy, I'd say, which again is just one of the greatest lines every time. <sighs> Wonderful. Because I, um, I drink milk quite a lot, not mainly for that reason, <laughs> um, but but I do love it, and every time I pour a glass, I always have to say it. Yeah, um, I think it's great. But there's just there's so many just like proper just memorable lines again from that. Um, some are just intentionally really really bad. It's like let's get sweaty, <laughs> of course. <laughs> when Fuchs that's right. Does the training and stuff. Uh, it's so good. And isn't that that's the uh, the only time that Rio takes his jacket off, isn't it, or something? Isn't that at the moment? Some there's some special thing that he does. He does take his jacket off to Isn't to that do it? That. To spar yeah. in the dojo. But uh, mm. it was superb. I mean, I suppose the the main thing is I really want Shenmue three done. Right. I'm talking about this more, and I'm looking now back at Shenmue two X, and I really want to play Shenmue two X. Yeah. Um, we we just um, incidentally recorded a, a good half hour playthrough of of um, the first half hour of well slightly more than half hour actually Reg um, <laughs> of Shenmue 2 on the Xbox uh, which is going to go up on our YouTube channel youtube.com forward slash g.e.e.k Reg failed miserably I did uh, this is the, the really annoying thing about this because I've played Shenmue lots and lots and lots mm-hmm. um, but it's been a while I reckon but it was the, the stage where obviously you lost your bag mm-hmm. and you're going for the fight um, and for some reason I just I, I was terrible at it yeah, and I'm not usually that terrible at no. it, um, and I lost it. It's the first time I've ever lost it. So you'll see. Well, hopefully, if Dan edits out, you won't. <laughs> but, Can't edit it out. But you will see me looking around for like five minutes, going, "Well, I don't know what to do now." Yeah, <laughs> I've never do done I it before. Go. It cool was, Z was standing there watching, just laughing at you. It was it was unbearable. Mm-hmm. I just I can't believe it as well. The one time where it's actually recorded as well. Matters. Gutted. Yep. I was absolutely gutted. Yeah. Like I said, the sheer amount of times I've done that without even having to look at the screen usually. Yeah. Just fighting. Um, and then I, I go and mess it all up. Um, which which is really horrendous for me, mm-hmm. to be honest, since it's my favourite game as well. But I might have to go back in there and collect some more casual but toys. You, yeah, but you won the um, the arm wrestling, so it evens out, I suppose. What is your favourite minigame? <laughs> or your favourite distraction? Um, I really like playing Lucky Hit. I think that's one of my favourite bits. Just uh, only hey, because only because I used to try your luck at Lucky Hit. Whenever I'd go round to my uh, my granddad's, he had like basically it's called a bagatelle machine, which is pretty much that. And so playing that in the game, I was like, that's what I used to play. Did Did you play it at mine on my surprise thirtieth? That oh no, Lucky I saw hit. that. Yeah. Slam it. <laughs> no, but I did see that. I was driving. Yeah, yeah, I played that. There was shot shot Lucky Hit, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, which which My was which is just brilliant. Mm. See, I think mine was probably the QTE title. Oh, just the um, actual the, the actual machine, machine yeah. the punch machine. Um, I loved that so much, and that helped me out so much in learning to master the QTEs. But I adored you can that. 
you um, can do the first like eight levels with your eyes closed, can't you? Yeah. Mm. It's just it's so good. I love that. I loved well, obviously I love playing the arcades. Yeah. Um but bar that I think the forklift truck racing is probably my favourite little yeah. thing to do. Mm. Um followed <laughs> even though it's most people find it really infuriating, the boxes or the books in Shenmue two. Yeah. I love doing the books in Shenmue two just because of the uncertainty <laughs> of it all. It's just it was so much fun. <laughs> So much fun, and that's the other thing I love about it is because most people try and escape real life by just doing getting, any work, by, by just getting involved in games and just like just you know trying to like zone out and just play games. Whereas in Shenmue, you literally you you leave work in real life, go home and start work in Shenmue, but it just it doesn't feel like it. It's just so much, fun. especially like Shenmue One when you're in the docks on the forklift and yeah. the mad angels come on the boxes and like try and taunt you to get you out. Um, it's just. Do you know the Mad Angels? It's just so much fun. I'm looking for where sailors hang out. <laughs> oh, Rio! It's just brilliant. I, yeah. You know what? Even though I preferred the Dreamcast version of Shemu Two because it didn't have the subtitle, uh, it yeah. wasn't in- English dubbed. It's just subtitles. You miss then the, the I, voice acting. You, you do miss the cheesiness yeah. that is some of the you voice acting. And that's a that's a good little link. The, the 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 fan community behind it as well. Some of the things they've done, like the Shemu side, um, what was it? Shemu the boat. That was it. Based on side story, they made like a eight bit RPG, didn't they? Yeah. Years ago, um, and also a team has put together um, Shemu One Overdub, where they've taken the Japanese audio, put that into the game, but kept the English subtitles. So basically, how Shemu Two was on the Dreamcast when it was released in Europe. Uh, Which is just, just amazing. Yeah, like the work behind that. And that's free to download, but when I say free, only if you own it, of course. So otherwise, it's horribly illegal. Um, but also, just appeared in um, the Google Play store um, for Android. You can now get a Dreamcast emulator that works brilliantly. Um, and Shenmue is, is one of the games they've made an effort to get working really well on it. Still only an alpha, but it just looks brilliant. Yeah, that looks really, yeah. really good. So, video. like, oh, that's brilliant. I need to find that. I need to download that, definitely. I do agree. I need to clear some space, because how, how big was each Dreamcast disc? It's like 1.2 gig. Yeah. Okay. That was it. It was one of the, f- it was one of the first, like, proper machines, wasn't it? Part, that that's out. part, genuinely, part of the downfall of the Dreamcast is the, the discs. The, the, that's what they seem to think, because it was it was a proprietary disc format. Because they, you know, they they designed them. They they made these giga discs. They call them. So mm. they were one gigabyte discs. Um, and the, some of the costs involved in that, and you know, just didn't help matters. Oh, and and piracy was far too easy. Now look at them. <laughs> yeah. Which is just piracy. All you needed to do was put in an action replay disc, wasn't it? And then <laughs> boot that up, and then stick in a, a CD with whatever game you wanted. So no, that didn't help either. Yeah, so the thing, obviously, I mean, that was that was one of the downfalls for the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. My main downfall with the Dreamcast, which infuriated me, was the boxes, like the yeah. just, just how flimsy mm-hmm. those those boxes were. Cause yeah, the the, the, <laughs> the the actual hinge, awful. Yeah, and the amount of times I literally had to like do some like bring some game cases into work so I could swap them over <laughs> some of the uh, the faulty discs and stuff, <laughs> just because the yep. the sheer amount of times that they they snapped or broke off and spindles broke it was it was shocking the only ones that were literally in amazing condition are obviously the Shenmue ones mm. <laughs> because that was literally the only game I would never lend out to anyone I would lend everyone the Dreamcast and everything else 
but I wouldn't lend them Shemu because I didn't want them to ruin it. <laughs> it's unbelievable, but it's true. And I think I was right, hopefully, in my decision. I don't want the, the downfall of the Shemu saga to fall on my hands. <laughs> loads of people that lent my Dreamcast never got around to playing it. All right, yeah, because they're like, well, if we just, just sold three more copies... Imagine that. Imagine <laughs> if it was literally one copy that never so because I was like, nope, adamant, nope, you're not. Like, oh, if mm. Shemu was that good, I would have bought a Dreamcast for it with Shemu. Mm. Damn it. I think our store probably sold a higher percentage of Dreamcasts to other consoles than any other store in the company around that time. Yeah. Because <laughs> the amount of effort we put into creating amazing bundles and all sorts just to get people to buy it. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. It was great, and the same again with the Xbox. Um, yeah. When Chubby came out, and we, that time I put do you remember in. when the PlayStation Two got announced, and everyone's like, "So DVD player as well." Never, they don't have to buy one of them. So they did a bundle of a Dreamcast and a DVD player. So you don't need to wait for a PlayStation. Look, we'll give you a Dreamcast, um, like five games and a DVD player, and there you go. Yeah, it's the same price. <laughs> it was just, it was amazing. I'd, I'd have been devastated when I bought that bundle, if I'm honest. <laughs> if, well, it wasn't long after that that they no, decided they were going to yeah. discontinue the Dreamcast. I would have cried. I mean, I was already—I was quite emotional as it was at that point. Is <laughs> <sighs> it? I think we need to do a respective of the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the Dreamcast. Just, yeah, mainly because yeah. there's so many amazing titles. I mean, once you take out Shemu, you can play like South Park Chef's Love Shack. Wow! You know, it's you just out of everything, Reg. <laughs> From one extreme to the other. Yeah. That's probably one of the worst games I've ever played yeah. on Dreamcast, and that's probably the reason for the failure. Set Set Radio, Metropolis <sighs> Street Racer, Headhunter, Channel 5. I, do you know, I loved Headhunter. I don't care what anyone says. I even liked Headhunter 2, Headhunter Redemption, only because I was so drawn into Headhunter, the first one, that I really wanted to see the second one, and I played through a really awful, broken game just yep. to find this, what the story was going to do. Although the first Headhunter was amazing. Mm, yeah. That was that was the, the, the Dreamcast Metal Gear. So we're getting well off topic here. Yep, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, let's just wrap up in terms of... Right, I don't know when this is going to go up, whether it's going to be after the uh, post-mortem. So, right, let's, let's just have two possible endings here. Let's record this first one where, like... Shenmue 3 is going to come out, Reg. It's been announced. Oh, and cry. 1 and 2 and HD first. Oh, it's amazing. I'm so glad that, that, that this post-mortem happened. This is the greatest moment of our lives. What do you have to say about that, Reg? Um, I'm speechless, Reg is speechless. I'm about to cry right okay. now. I'm not happy. Okay. I, I, I'm hoping it's not. I'm hoping that they are going to do it and it's going to do it really well and I'm so excited. Yeah. I can't wait to get my mitts on it. Okay. I don't know what, what format it's going to come out on, but it's mine, no matter what right. it is. It's all mine. Okay, right. All now, um, let's stop there. Okay, and then I'll edit that out if they don't announce it. Um, and then we'll just have another, like, oh, that, yeah, post-mortem. It was fun to hear him talk about it, but I'm really angry that he didn't announce anything. Um, just I hate them. No, angry. Very angry. No, more disappointed. That's worse. Mm. Mm. Looking at you, Mr. Suzuki. Yeah, it was. It was, I mean, it was nice to obviously relive the past and yeah. and run through it all. But and there was a massive part of me that really was hoping that they were going to release just something, just anything for just me, HD, anything. And I'm just rather not disappointed. I'm not angry, just disappointed mm-hmm. that it never happened. Yeah, to be fair. But alas, it's just once again where where Sega like to just 
and make us upset mm-hmm. and lead us more astray as they yep. usually do. Mm. But you know, you still loves it, and hopefully one day he will get the license back and we will be able to make it. That's going to be the most important thing. Or just write a book. I just want to know how he gets out of the cave. You know what? I'd I'd happily have I'd happily have a manga. Yeah, I'd, I'd love uh, to either have yes. a manga. Or, that can't or be that comic. expensive. No, I, I'm I'm sure I've I've heard. I've read um, people putting that to to Yu Suzuki though, and he said no. If it's going to be finished, it's going to be finished how it was intended. Yeah, but that's just annoying. Just... I, I, even if they just sat around the desk and just read a script, and I can yeah, have or he just that. said, um, yeah, there's a there was a a hole in the in the side of the cave where they put the sword in, and and they opened up, and there was Landy. Um, and standing there waiting to get the sword, and Rio stabbed him through the eyeball, uh, and that was it, the end. That no, I, I think be fine with. I think what would happen is all of the above until the stabbing in the eye bit, right. and Rio would just go up, iron palm him so hard that he drops you the mirror. Rio then eats him because he's that hungry. He's been trapped in the cave for so long. True. And then eating cave moss. And then what will happen? Whoa! The saga begins. We're beginning. You want you because don't, then not. then it could be like you yes. know, Rio yeah. Rio goes like all Hulk style. Okay, Rio goes mental. Like he's like Itchy the Killer, just goes around on a vengeance mission. Yeah, mm. put putting all the wrongs that that he did right. <laughs> right, making, making the sign wonky again. Yeah, <laughs> he just does, he just does a lot of <laughs> undoes all the good he did, but. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly it. That that would be amazing, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I'm hoping he would just he would retire to a to a nice peaceful town where he would open up hit the actual do- the Hazuki San Dojo. Yeah, um, maybe in like Kowloon or something, and just have like a really really amazing school where Wong would come and now he's sort of learning to be good and yeah. you know not as misunderstood. He'll actually be able to be a really good student. Mm. Um, Possibly, I I just think there's there's so much potential, so much potential. Even if they just literally just end it with an actual ending, just anything that happens where they can say done. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah, I'd see. Even even the first game finished, felt like it finished. And yes, okay, he went off to Hong Kong, but it still felt like it was like ah, oh, it was a nice tie up. Number two just ended in just the worst way possible. Not it to give give it away, but it's a massive cliffhanger. I don't think I've ever. Well, they were developing number two when they finished number one. Yeah, but they weren't developing number three when number two finished. So, it's just it really should should have been done completely the other way. They didn't know they were going to do another one, so they should have just had a, a an ending ready to just tie up. Right, I think uh, that's all I can take. Right, uh, thank you for listening. Um, if it's the first time listening, uh, listen to some more. They're good. Honest. <laughs> good. Yeah, ah, good. <laughs> um, just We have a website, which is g.e.e.k.com, and we have a Facebook and a Twitter and a YouTube that are all forward slash g.e.e.k. Um, there's, uh, this week there's lots of Shenmue-related goodness, and generally there is quite a bit of Shenmue-related talk on our podcast. Um, so it's worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one final note: Thank you again, Team U. Yeah. Um, for for your support. Um, and also, can everyone please, yeah, please go? I know I said it before, but just as an ending note, third of each month, hashtag Save Shemmer. Yep. Let's do it, guys. Mm-hmm. Let's get it sorted. Right, Reg. It's time to geek out. Bye. Bye. Bye.